Welcome back, everybody. I hope everybody enjoyed their holidays. Uh, and obviously, Happy New Year. Uh, you are tuning into the first episode of High Expectations in 2024, where the only thing higher than the expectations is us. us. Uh, again, Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, Happy New Year. What are you getting with high expectations in case you don't know? We are a movie review uh, dominant podcast, uh, but we look <laughs> if at we it. If we were a strain, we'd be movie review dominant. <laughs> yeah, we we are a mo- movie review dominant strain of podcast. <laughs> and uh, no pun intended, but we also mix in a little bit of weed into this uh we watch all of our movies high and we kind of rate them based on that experience so both of us usually rate them while we're watching just because we want it to be fresh so we're we're smoking and then we try to give a little bit of info on what we're smoking how we smoked it um and then we rate them on these four categories that i i think we both feel really lend themselves to the smoking stoner, however you want to term it, community. So we rate movies on quotability, uh, rewatchability, and popularity, which is a score we pull from Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the audience-specific uh, score. And those three are worth the same amount in our kind of rating system. And then the last one, which is the most heavily weighted for this final score, is the smokeability, uh, which can kind of vary week to week, but ultimately it's what kind of effect the smoking that we're doing has on our movie experience. Exactly. Um, so we rate all those four spits out a score uh, and that's what you get. Two. Uh, there are two of us, as you can tell uh, I am cause one of the hosts and with me always is D Hello there. Uh, we, we're not able to we, – we didn't do an episode that final week of the year. Uh, you know, pe- We wanted people to enjoy their time, uh, figured everybody would be busy. So we did share some content with you at least. Uh, we made a video as just a thank you for 2023 for all of you who have been tuning in. Also wanted to give a little nugget since we are also a tiny sort of uh, weed-influenced uh, podcast wanted to give a little content around that so i did a short but sweet blunt rolling tutorial just how i learned how to do it uh i it's a quick easy clean way to get a good blunt so we just wanted to share yeah uh, check that that out pass it around that is a it's it's a good it's a good blunt man it was a good blunt and i actually have one still rolled for the show today so (laughs) um yeah so uh, just thinking back on 2023 again, uh, can't express it enough. Thank you, everybody who's tuning in. Yeah, thank you guys uh, so much. If you're spreading the word, awesome. Thank you so much for that too. 2023 was a really fun year for us. You know, we started this podcast, uh, I think around April, so yeah, not exactly April, halfway anyway. through the year, but pretty, pretty close. Uh, we were able to knock out, I think, 30 episodes uh, through that Something time like that. Um, with our one episode, the lost episode. So I guess technically <laughs> 31, but uh, we we did have one that didn't make it to you all. And it should definitely stay that way, as we yeah. talked about. Uh, and uh, 
Dilo, I don't know if you have it available, but what, you know, just what are some of our Spotify numbers? I think I was looking at our Instagram is up to like 80 something followers right now. So again, if you're following us, oh, thank wow. you so I much. That. That's cool. Uh, but in terms of our Spotify numbers and listens, do you know where we're at with that? Yeah, we have, we have, we're up to 730 plays overall, which is pretty cool. Um, exactly. So that's really fun. That's, you know, uh, a big part of this is we knew this first year was going to be a learning process for us. Obviously, neither of us have done this before. Right. And I think we finally found our groove with the show itself. And we appreciate all 700 and however many number of those listens because you chose to basically bear the journey with us. We have an, our audience is kind of cool. It's just like it's fun to watch this kind of stuff because um, even half of our listeners are Apple podcasts. So only a quarter of our listeners are on Spotify. So it's interesting. I don't know if I got to check it out and see what uh, the actual what the numbers like. look like on on Apple. All right. Fair. So, again, you know, 2023 was great. We are both really excited for 2024 and we we've got a lot of things that we're going to try and do this year which we'll get into later uh but again just massive huge thank you to everybody for this year uh and any support that you that you've given thank you much appreciated so uh all right so we've got a fun episode today we're uh kind of getting off the more kooky obscure topics and we wanted to do a tribute in this episode we wanted to tribute a specific actor that i think we both love and then somebody who is a very good friend of the show vince who has been a guest on the show he yeah this was this was a vince inspired episode yeah so tribute to vince but also tribute to dilo you want to let them know who we're what actor we're going after this week yeah, I mean, we've talked about this guy a ton. Um, this is a tribute to our, our, our lovely man, our lovely fella, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. And I actually named this episode. It, I, I don't think we're not doing anything with it, but I called it a Rudd or Dud episode. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That's so um, we'll see how the scores do. <laughs> but, you know, maybe it's if it's a good one, it's a Rudd. If not, it's a dud, my friend. Dud. But I, I doubt there's going to be any duds with this guy. Oh no, I love his stuff. Even his, even his duds are are ruds. Even his duds are ruds. You heard it here <laughs> first. Even his duds are ruds. Uh, but so yeah, so a lot of movies to choose from. So why don't we get into what movies we picked and why? <laughs> Uh, so I'll go first. Um, you know, Paul Rudd, all his movies, I think, really lend themselves to kind of smoking stoner culture just because yeah, yeah. usually short ish, um, lots of good actors, I think, too. And we'll get into that more when we talk about the movie specifically. But he does get a lot of really kind of what I what we've termed like stacked casts of yeah. comedic actors specifically. Both and of these movies are stacked casts, I would say. I would agree. And, you know, Paul Rudd's just, I don't know. He 
all his movies just always make me laugh and I feel like I love smoking and watching them. So yeah. I went with one that's definitely on the lower end of the spectrum of movies of his that are popular, but I really like it. So I wanted to see how it would do in our system. So I went with our idiot brother. I don't think I can ask her again, Sam. No, no, Ned. We're not going to ask. We're going to take. We? Yeah. Who's the man? You are? Who's the man, Ned? Jesus. Me. Yes. Say it. Who's the man? Who's the man? Who's the... No, say... I'm the man. You're the man. You're the man. I'm the man. You're the man. That's right. Say it. I'm the man. Say it. I'm the man. Louder. I'm the man. Yes. Come on. Which, again, when I was... When I was watching it, I was like, man, I, I want to text Dilo and be like, I think this is like a stacked cast. But we'll, we'll oh, get yeah. into that when we get yeah, into yeah, the yeah. movie uh, specifically. Uh, and then, Dilo, what did you go with this sewed? Um, this is a movie, again, like I said, this is a Vince-inspired episode. And this movie specifically is what inspired us to, I think, even uh, launch into this <laughs> this uh, specific category. So... This is a movie that Vince and I kind of bonded over, especially when it first came out in uh, 2012. And it's it's not necessarily Paul Rudd's most well-received movie, but no. it's a movie that I find absolutely hilarious. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to talk about it because I know that my specific tastes for this movie and Vince's taste for this movie don't necessarily match the public opinion. But um, I went with... A gem. Again, I just love this movie. Uh, I went with Wanderlust. You know, you can really get trapped in that web of beepers and zenith televisions and walkmans and discmans and floppy disks and zip drives, laser disks, answering machines, and Nintendo Power Glove. Wow, you know so much about technology. And hey, I don't want to hear that this one slipped back into the world of two-way pagers and VCRs and the Arsenio Hall show. You can't express your feelings by sending a letter through a fax machine. Great movie, great word in general. Yeah. I'm very great supportive meaning. of people who wanderlust through life. Is that a proper sentence? Wanderlust. I don't, know. I, don't, I, I, don't I feel like wanderlust is a feeling. I don't know. Is it? I don't know what the... Well, I love the way they feel, those wanderlusters. <laughs> um, so... As we said, we always smoke when we watch these movies. Uh, a strong I, desire to travel. It's a noun. Oh, it's a noun. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm into that. An abstract noun, I guess. Like I said before, I'm still smoking one of the blunts that I rolled for our content for New Year's Eve. And I went. I rolled it with this K-Savage Supply Co. Uh, and the... It's a hybrid that I chose because I was I didn't really know what mood I wanted. And whenever I am at a dispensary and they ask me like, okay, what do you want? And I don't feel a certain way. I'm always going to go with a hybrid rather than try and like really yeah. nail down if I want an indigo sativa. So I went with yeah. a hybrid called permanent, permanent Marker. Oh, nice. So it was really, really good. Um, I actually didn't. I will say I didn't like the taste of it that much, but again, yeah. that, the blunt can throw that off. So, uh, no permanent. I've, I haven't had K Savages. Uh, I like K Savages stuff. I haven't. I think I had permanent marker from uh, Freddie Fuego. 
Um, okay. And it, it's, it's a good Weird taste. high, but it, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's well named because it does have that like very chemically Ugh. like burn, you know? Uh, but just as a side note, uh, I will say that is probably the only draw is one of the biggest drawback to blunts is like the taste and the harshness of it is pretty bad, but yeah, they're going to get I've, blunts. Fuck my lungs up, but you get really fucking high. Oh, like yeah. You get yeah. stoned. Well, you can pat, you can put a lot of budski in a, in a blunt. L- lot of bud in there. And like, especially if you're sharing kind of deal, it's just yeah. like, it's Yeah. It's sharing is caring people sharing is fucking caring, especially if you're sharing your blunts. Um, I got this bud from our good friends over at Dockside cannabis in Ballard. Uh, and again, shouted them out on Instagram. I want to make sure they get credit cause they do have a lot of good stuff and a great staff. So, uh, yeah, I saw that you, you put them on the reel. That was nice. Um, I want to say specifically about that store. It's one of the, I think the coolest setups of a store, the way they yeah. have their setup. It's very, very cool in there. Like the way they have the whole display area, just right? the, the building itself. Yeah, it's a nice and it's a good location. And I think they won. I know. I think we mentioned it in one of the episodes. They definitely won like one of the best dispensaries in the Seattle area. Yeah, or should. something like that. So they're they're definitely well top notch. So we appreciate that. Uh, Dilo, what did you go with for these movies? And I I smoked the same for both of these movies. So yeah. I did too. Um, I went with a familiar friend. We've talked about this old gal before. Um, I went with Miracle Alien Cookies from Plaid Jacket. I did a disposable guy. Check out this little fella. It is. It reminds me of those old palm oh, pens nice. that we used to That's have. That's cool. Plaid Jacket. Um, so Plaid Jacket, great quality bud. I mean, it's pricey. It's more, it's on the pricier side, but you're honestly, you good. all can't see that, but the the pen itself is really cool. It's like it's cool. I, yeah, I, I can post a picture of it. Uh, yeah, on Instagram or something. But definitely, it's just a neat little neat little guy, and it's pretty easy to kind of. It's like a palm sized um, disposable. It's really nice. The, and I mean, we've talked about Miracle Alien cookies before. It's just a yeah. sweet indica dominant uh, hybrid. And it's just, it's, it's nice because you do get that kind of like chill euphoric feeling, but you're not tired, which is what I nice. really like about this. Um, nice. And it's just as far as pens go, it's smooth, which I really like. And just to kind of, go even further the so we will post a picture of it i think that's a good idea but this palm design what i really like about those is the fact that they feel sturdy and like you're not going to break in your pocket right so when you have like the long batteries or whatever you want to call them yeah yeah, the pens legit pens it just like you know if you like sit down or something it, you're like almost afraid it could snap it, over yeah. yeah so dude i remember so many times breaking carts when i was when yeah we first were getting them oh god that was so frustrating um so this design is really good uh so for those of you who don't great know what we're talking about product yeah yeah great Check great disposable product uh all right let's My beard uh is coming down to like a weird point today your beard that was pointy villain. It's very yeah. grinchy. Holiday Hobie Waddy. Holiday Hobie Waddy. All right. Let's get into these. Oh, and where where did you go to grab oh, these? You to... uh, this, you know, I, I know that I can get plaid jacket always at 
have a heart. So I went with them because, you know, I went specifically a for a disposable uh, for travel reasons. Um, and it's just lovely. I got some edibles from there, too. Nice. Uh, great, great edibles that I'm going to get on another episode specifically for watching. So I'm going to save that for the future. I've definitely been more into edibles lately because, you know, Dina, my partner, is like that's her preferred way yeah. of getting high. So I've been sampling them with her. And like my my only ever complaint was sometimes I got too high with edibles. Like I would just yeah. be stoned yeah. and you can't get out of it because it lasts longer than if you're like if you're stoned smoking a blunt, it goes away pretty quick. But with the edibles, it's you're in it for the you're long locked haul. in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think if you find your your dosage, you're you're in a safe space, though. Definitely. Especially you're, with the stuff you get out here. It's so regulated and so like. They only put so much of a dose in one edible. You know what I mean? Exactly I think right. It's pretty safe to bet on your if you know your dosage, you're in a good spot. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into these movies. Uh, let's start with your pick. Let's start with Wanderlust. Um, and again, great, great movie. Definitely, I think both of these movies on the spectrum of Paul Rudd are the two probably least known and least popular, but uh, we'll find that out as we kind of venture our way through that. But for those of you who haven't seen it, uh, what, what is this? What is this movie about? (laughs) I'm curious. I'm really curious for this one. I got you. George and Linda have overextended overstressed lives in Manhattan. After George loses his job, he and Linda have little choice, but to move to Atlanta and stay with his terrible brother. On the way, the couple happen upon Elysium, an idyllic counterculture community where money, careers, and clothing are strictly optional. George and Linda think that they can make a fresh start in Elysium, only they may be trading one set of problems for another. So basically, my version of that is Paul Rudd, Jennifer Aniston, leave the city, find a cult, get high, love it. Paul Rudd hates it. Boom. And (laughs) the brother is a dick. Hilarity ensues. Yeah, Ken Marino. God, he's Ken Marino, who is a producer and a writer of this movie. Is he plays? He's the he plays the brother. I can't think recall his name right now. Um, but he Rick. Rick. (laughs) It's like Rick's. It's like Rick's crappers or something like that. Is his business? He's so good in this kind of role where he's just such a fucking smacker. Um, Oh yeah, he's so funny. He because plays he that like so bully cringy. big brother really yeah. well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he's so good. I feel like he might have been one. Oh, of course. Or he was a bullied younger brother, so like he knows how to play it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um All right. Let's let's get into this movie, but I wanna I kinda wanna reverse it. And I want to do it. I want to pick a different category to start with. I want to start with popularity because I want to. Whoa! I, I kind of want to smoke, so I want to see how I do on this. <laughs> um, okay. So switching it up, switching up the format, people. Yeah, I'm going to switch year, up the format on on the fly, guys. Dilo didn't even know I was going to do this. <laughs> I but, had no idea right. this is coming. Um, I feel like uh, this movie ha- can't be well received. Like it can't be from the from the audience. So I'm gonna say like Sorry, I'm just looking at my face in the camera. I am so stoned. Nice. Sweet. I hope to be there soon. I I'm gonna say like 
45 percent it got lower oh damn it i've been burned like this a bunch of times 40 40 percent okay 39 percent oh all right i still miss by one every fucking time it's crazy because the uh the critic score is higher this critic score is a 59 percent wow which i tend to agree with a little more but definitely um, 39 percent to me seems low especially considering when you talk about a stacked cast this cast is huge like you have some really strong actors in this some really funny content um so it's it's pretty wild that this is not received as well as i would imagine it that's true honestly i didn't look at this until right before we we started and i was shocked I feel like both of these movies are kind of going to be like that, like not well received by the audience, but like, I feel like the critics will write, will think it's pretty decent, but we'll see. Yeah. I also think that like, like for you and me and like Vince, uh, who are just Paul Rudd fanboys, I think that I'm going to enjoy almost anything he does because I, I love him in his movies and I love him outside of his movies. He's, he's just like, he seems like a good dude and you just i love the content he makes so i'm always I love gonna it. enjoy a paul red movie i'm with you on that all right so i'll unswitch it up now so 3.9 we'll lock that in for the popularity score let's go back to quote you only got to you only got a one second rip there sorry about that i know i'll get a good one coming up <laughs> or i'll just take one fuck it just take one um it's a wake and bake sash bro quotability for Wanderlust. This is going to be a tough one, right? Because I, I feel like, let's be honest, between you, me, and Vince, we'd all give it a 10, right? Yeah, this, is, this is something, because this is something, and we've talked about our camp days in the past. Yeah, yeah. This is something that you could walk around at camp quoting All day, constantly. every day. Yeah. And we did. And, and we, we did. did. Don't act like you could. We did. We did. Um, Yeah. So, but this is one of those movies where I feel like, I have to take into account the audience, which like not a lot of people have even seen this because they don't know about it, to be honest. Um, And I think that's why probably its audience score is so low. But I I went strong, pretty strong, I think, taking into account everything, because like in reality, I wouldn't give it a 10, but I would have gave it on the nine spectrum. But the public, uh, I guess the public perspective on this movie, I had to take into account. So I went with an eight. A hard eight. Okay. And like, again, I'm, I'm putting an asterisk next to that because I personally would probably give it like a nine, five or higher. Yeah. This is one of those movies where I'm going to score it and I'm going to try to be realistic with the way I score it because of how much I actually love this movie. Okay. Um, But I need to take into consideration the reality of the fact that 39% of the audience has enjoyed this movie. Right. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> that's something there's something to be said for that. And I, I think you're right in that maybe it's one of their less watched movies. I also think there's probably like, a, I don't know, like people saw this with him and Jennifer Aniston and were hoping for more of a rom-com than just like straight up comedy. Right. And it's more of just like a straight comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you don't so feel think, any romance between Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston, in my yeah, the, opinion. I mean, there's not a ton of chemistry between Mm-mm. the two of them. They're funny together. They play a funny couple, but there's not a ton of chemistry there. So, 
There's something they, to be said for that. To be but. fair, they had just as a side note, they had they did have great uh, chemistry in a more serious movie, Object of My Affection, which is like a love story kind yeah. of movie. Oh shit! Look- that is Jennifer Aniston, isn't it? Yeah, I forgot yeah. About so, that. If, just as a side note, event, I don't know if it's a good high movie or not, but it's a good movie a good if you want to see. Movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a good Paul Rudd movie, a serious Paul Rudd movie where him and Jennifer Aniston actually have really good chemistry. So, anyway, I digress. Uh, um, what did you give it? As far as quotability, though, like there are like just good one line. I mean, the when the old guy um, <laughs> just like I'm just, goes, I'm and- just the coffee pot. You're the beans. <laughs> when Carvin just goes off on like, and he's like, he's Jerry Beaver and Stephanie Davis. And he just yeah. names and they're like, okay, yeah, we know all those people, all those people. Um, and they just, that like recurring joke is really funny. <laughs> I'm a nudist. Yeah. yeah. Nothing we could do about it till morning, but we'll take care of you. My name's Wayne, by the way. I'm a nudist. Oh yes. We noticed your penis earlier. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> hey, could you get your dick out of my face? Could yeah, you get your so dick many out lines. of my face? Yeah. Can I Money go? A day, can you? Can you go a day in this place without getting a dick in the face? <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> money buys nothing. That. Well, actually, literally, well, money like, buys everything. You know, if we didn't need the money so badly, we would insist. Mm. Just remember, money buys nothing. Yep. Mm. Well, nothing important. <laughs> No, no. Money literally buys nothing. I think you mean, mean metaphorically. No, literally. Nothing. Literally, money buys most things. No, nothing. Right? Are you saying that? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm saying that literally, you... It, you no, know, but you, I'm saying literally money buys nothing. I don't know what It buys do. nothing. You're right. Money, money pays for nothing. That's right. money literally buys nothing <laughs> yeah so that's what i mean we could go through the whole movie so i mean oh my god yeah i don't know so what did you give it like a 10 uh no i because i i know that this is not his their most well-received movie i mean just looking i'm looking at this cast though you have you have obviously paul rudd and jennifer aniston justin thoreau malin ackerman Catherine Hahn in both of these movies. She's yeah. in both Our Idiot Brother as his love interest and then in this kind of yep. his foil. The whole argument they go off when he after he like kills the fly or whatever and he's like, Suck my dick and she's like, Okay. Okay. When I will I will. When? <laughs> when? And he's like, what? Dude, she's so good in this. She's really good in both of these movies. Um yeah. I love Catherine Hahn. So, but all that, I'm, I'm getting off track here. Quotability, Bilson's Lament. <laughs> yeah. This man has a fetish for violence. Oh, my God. Come here. What happened? George just killed a defenseless animal. What? Uh-huh. Oh, I, just, I just swatted a fly. Oh, oh, oh. oh here we go. Ooh. Here we go. And now it's dead. What if it had young living somewhere? Young? Like maggots? What, are you serious? This man has a fetish for violence. No, I don't. I... He has a fetish for violence. We're talking about a fly. Now, where does it end? When you kill a fly, you kill a bird. You kill a bird, you kill a dog. You kill a dog, you kill a soldier. I'm sorry. I didn't know I was killing soldiers. I, I, I support the troops. Yeah. Oh, I cannot even look at you right now. I, I'm sorry. I'm trying to learn all the rules. There are no rules here, George. Except no swatting flies. Well, that's not a rule. It's 
just a way of thinking about stuff. Uh, I went with an 8.3. Oh, okay. So we both stayed really reasonable. Uh, because, again, I, I find this incredibly quotable, but I, you have to look at the fact that 39%... We talked yeah. about that 39% already. Yeah. But um, this is a movie that I quote often. And, like, in, in everyday life, even... All the time. Around, like, I'll quote this to Katie, and she'll have no idea I'm quoting it, you know? Same. Which this, is most time, most things I quote. I almost want to make a note for this score. Like, this is our score with, like, straight jackets on. Because yeah, yeah. otherwise it would be... Because I know we gave I Love You Man a pretty high score, but that is a way more, I think, a way more popular movie than this. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. But this I movie's mean, just yeah. as quotable, for the most part. Oh, God. I love it's this close. movie. You know what I mean? It's close. It's, I think it's close yeah. in our minds, but not Right, in the public. Generally. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I'm going to just come up to 8.3 because I feel like it deserves that. So I was, I was okay. going to do eight and then if you went higher or lower i was going to try and keep it at eight but since you went higher i'm going with 8.3 so you don't have to answer now just suck on it for a while <laughs> just suck just suck on it i'm having a feeling Cha-ching. i feel you Cha-ching. what are you grossed out by money <laughs> oh i love that i'm going home to the place <laughs> where i belong such a tool love oh, it God. um all right 8.3 lock it in Let's do rewatchability. Uh, this one is a tough one because, again, there's the public perception. Definitely going to drag this down. It 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 has to. Mm-hmm. Um, I I find this super rewatchable. But actually, of the Paul Rudd movies, it's probably the one I watch the least. To be yeah, honest, yeah, I agree. Um, well, I don't know. I think I watched. Well, we'll talk about it for our idea, brother. But it but. still deserves a high score, in my opinion, because it is super easy to rewatch, and I definitely watch it at least two a couple times a year. I would say. Um, so that being said, taking into account the public perception and all that, I gave it a seven point eight. Wow, that's way higher than I thought you were going. <clears throat> because, way higher than I thought you were going. Well, so originally I had given it, I think, like a. 6.8 and then I just kind of slowly was like wait I do watch this a lot and like if it's on I definitely at least want to watch a few scenes because I they're so funny so I don't know so I've worked my way up but I'm going to go with a 7.8 for now because truthfully I do watch this movie a lot that's fair I mean this like you said this of all the Paul Rudd movies this is not the one I watched the most but it's definitely not the one I watched the least I mean when you're talking, when you take into account like dinner for schmucks and movies like that, that movie's um, awful. <laughs> those are ones I I've seen, but will not rewatch. Yeah. So this is one that gets rewatched at least yearly, probably a couple times a year, especially if it's just like a throw on movie as I'm like falling asleep or doing whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is a really, really easy movie to watch. Agreed. And like kind of tune in and out of, um, it is funny, and like I, it's one of those movies you can watch without actually looking at the screen because you know yeah. it so well. And you can just um, wait for your kind of like favorite scenes if you want, and just like yeah. watch that, and then just like the the kind of like banter in between. You can kind of like tune out, smoke, do whatever you want. Right, but there are a handful of uh, Sir Rudd movies that I would watch ahead of this, so I went with a six point nine. Oh, okay, so fair enough. We basically started at the same point, so yeah. I just feel like it is one that I have rewatched of a lot, 
but it's not like even moving forward. It's like again, there are there are other, other Paul Rudd, Rudd movies that I yeah. that we've talked about getting onto the show that I would put on first. And first. and I love you, man. I love you, man. Is like oh yeah, almost immediately the one I put on first. Uh, let's give it a seven at least, so it's on that spectrum. I feel like it deserves to be on the seven spectrum, but it could just be a seven. I'm good okay. with that. So I feel like that's a good score. Again, it's kind of describing the movie as like, it's definitely more rewatchable than a lot of movies, but yeah. What else do we have on the sevens? Uh, so like a hard seven is mighty ducks two. See, I rewatch this more than mighty ducks two. but I watch mighty ducks two way more than this. (laughs) I would say crazy. Yeah, so um, I feel like it's in that realm, though, because, again, I, I, we kind of, that's the way it okay. goes, right? We have to take into account both of our kind of, like, that's fair. views on it. You know what I mean? Fine, uh, I guess. All right, so let's lock that in as a part <laughs> seven for rewatchability. And now for the creme de la creme, the smokeability score, which, right, can sometimes with comedies it, break. It, it can go, it can like also go either way like sometimes it, it like jokes don't hit you know or something like that i don't know but this movie's great high i will say it is it's pretty <laughs> Paul it's, Rudd movies are it's a quick movie it's uh got a lot of one-liners that are really witty it's got a lot of kind of everything going on right you can kind of get in your feels about it because it definitely makes you think about damn what is life really about kind of shit right they're kind of playing on that but in a funny way with his interaction with the commune and shit like that um but as you said most paul rudd movies are going to be great smoking weed in my opinion yeah so i gave this a pretty high fucking hilarious yeah so i gave this a pretty high score i gave it an eight nice yeah so which you know i could go either way like in my head, I was like, all right, if I like, I could give it a 7.8 or an 8.2, depending on how I look at it. So I just kind of was like eight. So I went with a hard eight for smokeability. Uh, I think I had really good weed as we talked about. So that helped. Mm-hmm. So again, yeah, that I think help. eight, eight good score. Um, I'm actually very, very close to what, what you're saying, because this is a movie like the whole, <laughs> the whole scene where he's talking to himself in the mirror after he gets the all clear to sleep with uh, Eva, Malin yeah. Ackerman's character. It's a good idea. Monogamy is sexual slavery. She got an exquisite pussy. Well, how about my exquisite erection, huh? Eva, what do you think? You like my exquisite, exquisite erection? Hmm? Do you like my erection selection? What do you think, Eva? Yeah? You gonna take it? You gonna take that dick? You gonna take that dick? Huh? I'm gonna pop off a piece of my dick. Oh yeah, I'm fixin's to fuck you. I'm fuck you. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get it all up in your vage. Get it up in your vage with my dick. With my dick. Gonna put it in with my dick. I'm going to put my dick in. I'm going to put my dick in. What's up, man? Hey, you all right? What's up? I was going to put um, my dick in it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my dick in. Let me look at that. So that whole scene like had me like 
in stitches <laughs> laughing because it's hilarious. <laughs> um, I love when he flips when... out. He flips out on Linda. And he's like, "Oh, hey, Linda, or did I catch you in between fuck sessions or something?" Like, or he's like, "Oh, did I did." I forget. Oh, are you done with your 9 a.m. fuck session? Yeah, yeah. Something like that. So oh, great. God, dude. He's so – and, like, you know a lot of his stuff is ad-lib because, like, then you Definitely. watch the, the blooper reel at the end of this, which, oh, again, is love fucking bloopers. hilarious when you're stoned. Yeah. Um, bloopers are always when, a must when you're watching some of these movies. Like, even oh, yeah. the old school ones, like, in the 90s, like, The mm-hmm. Nutty Professor and shit like that. I always loved the bloopers at the end. Because because you have, again, that you just have comedic – genius is like like you know like Eddie Murphy around. in that or like yeah Paul Rudd in this just like really letting go and getting weird with it and like they show the bloopers of that the mirror scene and they're hilarious and he's like he says he's even grossing himself out yeah like he the just whole can't scene do it. is so um so there's some really goddamn funny moments in this so I was right right with you I went with 7.9 because oh, the read right. was good but this is a hilarious movie regardless of the weed, but it definitely helped. Yeah, for sure. It raises it for sure. All right, so we're right there. Which do we want to go with? I mean, it's probably not going to make a difference in terms of the Let's final score. Let's bump it to an eight because I want to respect Paul Rudd. The Rudd, okay. Casey listens. Paul Rudd, if you're out there, we're giving you an eight for smokeability. <laughs> um, just as a person, you get an eight for smokeability. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, that spits out a final score for wanderlust is a seven hard seven wow so good score popularity score yeah that dragged it down a lot so that actually puts it right below like american pie american pie got a 7.2 so it that kind of makes sense it's on that sort of realm of things american pie is definitely more popular for sure did i just get wink point shit canned oh so many good lines ah yeah all right, 7.0. Who knows? Maybe we'll oh, watch dude, it again down the road or something. And When they amend. first get to Elysium and um, he goes down to like quiet everyone down and she comes down and he's ripped out of his mind. I want to try that weed. Whatever weed they're smoking, oh, yeah. I really want to try it. And that's We're it. on a quest now. We've got to find that weed. Uh, for this movie, again, I would say you're pretty good getting all sorts of types of high. Whether you're a little high, stoned, it's all going to be good, in my opinion. So anything on the spectrum really works. I got yeah, stoned. I mean, this is one you can get ripped for, though. Yeah. Like if you if and you want if you're looking if you're looking yeah I mean you're you're looking at an hour and thirty eight minute movie yeah uh, and if you're looking just to get ripped up and giggle this is a good one because it's a really really silly movie like you just have a really uh talented cast just seeming to have a f- really good time with this very odd script yeah uh, joe trulio as the nudist is hilarious hilarious such um, a small part but great totally yeah, necessary I mean, you have like jordan peele in this which is like is such a like weird little cameo for him but um, it's so just, necessary. Yeah. Oh, it's it's really good, man. I love cut two in the lake. Like, no, don't cut two. Like, don't cut two. What happened? Uh, what yeah. happened? We could do this all day. Um. All right. Yeah. Seven. Wanderlust. Let's move on to the second movie. is my pick of the week. Uh, we're going to 
we're going to go with Our Idiot Brother. Uh, again, another Paul Rudd movie, a gem, uh, as I would call it. Same sort of category as Wonderlust, as we're sort of kind of deeming it on the lower end of the spectrum in terms of Paul Rudd movies when you think about popularity, I guess. Uh, but for those of you who haven't seen this, or some of you might have not even heard of it. Yeah, uh, a lot Dilo, of people may not even know this exists. What is this movie about? Easygoing, <laughs> sorry, easygoing, dim-witted slacker Ned Rochlin makes the biggest mistake of his so far uninspired life when he sells some pot to a cop. Homeless and jobless upon his release from jail, Ned must prevail upon his three sisters for help. Though Ned himself is utterly without a shred of ambition or guile, it's a different story with his sisters, who find their carefully ordered lives thrown into chaos whenever he's around. Such a accurate depiction of that movie. Um, I think I'm like turning into our idiot brother. Honestly, I'm kind of like <laughs> at this point where it's just like, I don't see the point in trying to be like th- these like crazy ambitions that people have. I'm just like, but why? Like, it no, just seems like you're sorry. God. No, I was just gonna say like, it just seems like you're sacrificing so much to like Sacri- just achieve a lot this. of happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Just so just like, you can have a bigger house or a faster car or, but like not even that like better people phone. people who devote their life to like trying to find a cure for like a disease i sort of get that right like i'm like okay you feel like that's your purpose you were given this gift and you're trying to use it right but yeah people who like want to start companies and shit i'm like that sounds awful sounds like a lot of work but I like do this this is what i mean like i i don't think we would ever let combat cold cuts get so big to the point where it was like we we don't like have arms to it right like we would never so anyway um but yeah i'm turning into our idiot brother anyway (laughs) well i mean he goes on his whole like his when he's talking to lady arabella which is such a funny little when he's he then like asks her out on a date and she goes oh no thank you though and he's just like oh okay okay, oh cool Um, all right but like he he like kind of explains his his thought process and his way of thinking and how just like just like kind of giving people the benefit of the doubt and like hoping that the they really are going to rise to that occasion and like fulfill that is like such a good way of thinking about the world but it's tough man you want to feel that you want to do that but the world's a tough place it's a tough place to be as true to that way of living as he is in this movie right like yeah. And I mean, Ned, it shows and they do a good job of making it realistic in that way. Ned is like through like s- sticks to his way through and through and like doesn't oh, yeah. and waver. He's just like such an idealist. Exactly. So, yeah, to a fault. Obviously, that's what they show in this movie. But like, again, super genuine, dude. Um, all right. Let's let's do the same thing for this movie. Let's do the popularity score first. Um, again, I feel like this movie is probably not well received by the by the audience um what did i what did i start what did i guess to start with for the last one did i start with 50 or something like that or 45 sounds right i'm gonna say 45 again it's got to be in that same realm i think both of these movies are like the same higher Mm, 53 
Fifty-one percent. Oh, I fucking I should have went with fifty. I was gonna go with fifty, but then I was like, just pick an odd, pick like a weird number. All right, I'm gonna do a hit. Two second hit. Hold on, I need a better lighter. Stand by. Stand by. Okay. Let's take a rip skis. Well, now I can just rip it for the rest of the of the episode. Now it's yours to rip. All right. All right. So fifty-one. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, is the is the critic score also like really good compared to the? Yeah, I mean, it's got a really good critic score. It's got a seventy-one percent. Wow, that's high. I, I think because this is, it's definitely more heartfelt. Like it, a movie like Wanderlust or like some of his other movies, like. Uh, you know, like dinner for schmucks or yeah, or just um, meant to be like stupid ish. Yeah, of. just like yeah, just like kind of in your face, like silly comedies. You know, uh, uh, Anchorman is another one, right? Where it's just like just kind of like that kind of comedy. Where this is definitely more of a dramedy. You yeah. know they they but, kind of toe the and but and but I think stacked that's kind of, cast stacked cast, and I think that's kind of what. Honestly, throws me on this movie a little bit is I felt like there was it never landed on if it wanted to be like a full dramedy or like lean into like the silliness of like the stoner comedy. You know what I mean? I love all the female actresses in this. Oh yeah, I mean, great, great cast, stacked. Um, who is it? Like you have Zoe Deschanel, Zoe Deschanel, Banks, Emily Mortimer. Um, who's the mom? Who's the mom played by? She's but she's kind of well known. Uh, Rashida too. Jones is also yeah. in this. Shirley Knight as the mom, and then you have um, a great, you know, ensemble male cast too. You have Adam Scott is also in this. Steve yeah. Coogan is fucking incredible as an actor, and it's, he's plays a good piece of shit husband in this. You know, yeah. Um. So, but you know, that's it's. The lot of the characters, other than <laughs> Ned, I don't other find super likable. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're great. Agreed. They're they're all good in their roles, but none of them are particularly likable. No, except for Rashida not. Jones's character. I love Rashida <clears throat> Jones, the girlfriend. The oh lawyer. yeah, I mean, I think it's all meant to be that way. You're almost meant to like hate everyone else but him because he's so good. You know? Yeah. So, and they um, just kind of like shrug him off yeah and think also he's just, like a lunatic. i love adam scott and anything i'll watch adam he's scott, good the yeah the eventual love neighbor. interest of adam bank yeah of elizabeth banks but like adam the banks, neighbor back to mighty ducks yeah um <clears throat> this one Catherine was tough Hahn, for me again uh, we forgot to mention her she's in this oh yeah geez and doo doo head tj miller yeah there's a lot dude who's the and who's the uh, parole guy that he reports to? Oh, uh, Sterling um, Sterling K. Brown? Yeah. Also like, great. Yeah, also, he does a so, great job in this. Yeah. This movie was tough for me to rate, man. Honestly. So, like, if we're let's get into quotability because... Let's do it. Uh, it's not that quotable, honestly. It is not. It's it not really not that quotable. quotable. Like, it's definitely funny. You know who I think is the most, like, I end up quoting the most is the asshole husband yeah dylan because he's an asshole husband i told you i told you never disturb me while i'm working (laughs) yeah 
you know i'll do that to dina like if like she'll walk in and i'm in the middle of something i'll just like drop that line on her so but yeah i there's not really a lot of material here to quote i definitely don't really quote it that much Um, because you can't i mean like even thinking back on i literally watched it last night yeah and you can't remember i can't think of like a quote i there are there are scenes that i can kind of remember this is a movie that and I will say this, I don't remember liking this as much as I did last night. I think I really <laughs> enjoyed it last night. Um, you were high. And we'll talk about that with the smokeability. Um but I remember the first time I watched this again in that Paul this is I think this came out right right after or right before Wanderlust. Mm. I forget. I forget what the what Paul Rudd's hang on, I want to look at his this one's 2011. So yeah, Paul, uh, Wanderlust is 2012. Okay, so yeah, makes um, sense. Hang on. But like he went, he did like like Anchorman and Knocked Up, and he did like those kind of movies. Um, <laughs> forgetting Sarah Marshall, Role Models, I Love You, nice. Man, and then so like he follows all those up with something like this, which again, I I. Watching it back, I really enjoyed it. But after like that lineup of movies, I was like, it's "This hard. is a really hard turn for it's Paul a dud. Rudd." It's a dud, it's, and I don't think it is a dud. I watching it now, I really did enjoy it. But right, um, it's not quotable. What did you give it for quotability? I didn't. I so I gave it a Sorry. three. I gave okay. it a three because I was like, I don't remember much. Yeah, I gave it a three. Because it's not like a one. There's definitely like a couple things I could remember. No, or like, and like it's there's like I mean the whole Willie Nelson dog thing is really endearing, and just yeah. like Paul Rudd's character and his endearing qualities as Ned. Yeah, they're they're memorable moments, and like, but this is not a movie that, and this is I think what the before I lost my train of thought going down the Paul Rudd hole. Um, this is a movie that you're you going watch down on Paul of, Rudd's hole. <laughs> That's that's how I heard it. Yeah. I mean, hear it how you want. Blooper, um, outtakes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus. But I think this is a movie that you watch and then you enjoy while you're watching it. And then if you don't watch it again or don't really remember it, it's okay. Yeah. You know agreed. what I mean? I went with the 2.1. Okay, so we're both kind of on that same wavelength. Like, it's not quotable at all because it's because it's not something I'm going to quote in everyday life. But there's like memorable scenes. The whole scene where he goes back and forth with Rashida Jones when they finally decide to steal back Willie Nelson. And yeah, exactly. She's like, "Who's the man?" He's like, "You're the man." And like, (laughs) like the whole miscommunication there is really funny. Um, or like the accidental threesome he gets involved with and then bails on. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. like feels bad that it feels like he's homophobic because of, because he couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and Paul uh, yeah. and Adam Scott's like, you're not homophobic because you're straight. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's so there are really like funny moments, but it's not super quotable. And I don't even know that it's super memorable. So I had to keep yeah. it kind of low. Let's go 2.5. It's definitely like not. Yeah, it just isn't like it's I have it at that would. So just to kind of keep it in context, that would put it below Blair Witch Project. 
Blair Witch Project was a because three. Blair Witch because Blair Witch is memorable because it's shocking. It has a yeah. lot of memorability. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, I say two point five. I think that makes sense. It's not quotable, but it's definitely not like a zero one that that bad. But it's it's yeah. really not that quotable. All right, rewatchability. Again, kind of a struggle with this movie. Like I know, I know for me personally, I watch it a lot. Because I can see this being a movie you watch a lot. Like, I don't remember it a lot. So each time watching it is kind of fun. And I would say I at least watch this once or twice, probably twice a year, at least. Because it feels like a lot to me. It's I don't know. It's it's like one of those movies where it's an easy watch. And I can like, especially if I'm high, I know it is easy. It's an hour and a half long. And it's funny. It's like, I can like be like, Oh, Great we're smoking. Cast. What should we put on? You know? And I'm just like, I already a brother would crack me up right now. So, but I'm probably on the higher end of the score with this, but I really tried to, cause personally I'd probably have to give it like a seven or eight for rewatchability, but I know that's way too high. Uh, so I gave it a four in terms of rewatchability. Cause I know okay. that it's probably not that rewatchable for most people. And, Again, on the Rudd scale, it's definitely on the lower end of the spectrum. It's closer, in terms of, closer to Dud than Rudd, would you yeah, say? Yeah, I would say it's closer to Dud than Rudd. So I gave it a four, <laughs> which is like taking into account my personal kind of viewership of this. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally right there with you. I went with a 4-1 for rewatchability because right. of the Paul Rudd movies that I that are in my catalog, this is probably the one I watch the least, but it's one I do enjoy every now and then to put on but it's definitely not something i'm putting on yearly so i yeah. have to go less than five you know for sure yeah um so because of that and but i know that again it's well received by critics i know you watch this a lot tons um so i i had to give it the respect and i went with a 4-1 for rewatch all right i'm gonna give it a 4-1 then too i'm just gonna raise it up because then it goes closer to my personal score so uh, all right, so that's a 2.5 for quotability, a 4.1 for rewatchability, and 5.1 for popularity. So those are all pretty abysmal scores to start. Um, <laughs> but now it's time for smokeability, the the score that could really shift it. And I think it, it's definitely going to shift it for me. Um, I think this movie is like way better and funnier high than it is sober. For sure. Yeah, I think being stoned helps enjoy the enjoyment of this movie a lot. Like tremendously. Like it it raises it. So I went off of like how much it, it would change it from watching it sober to high, right? And like Fair. I'd still watch it sober and it's still funny, but it's exponentially funnier. So I was like super aggressive with this score. I gave it an eight in terms of smokeability. I was like, okay, because it saves it, not saves it, but like it pushes it so much that change is quite noticeable so i feel like this score has to reflect that so i went with an eight yeah i mean i think like i said the last time i watched this i don't really remember enjoying it that much and i think it was because i was sober or like not stoned or whatever and like yeah just i don't know i think it just wasn't what i was expecting it to be um so it didn't like you said it didn't hit um watching it this time a little ripped up was I think a big, big, big help for it. So I actually was aggressive with the smokeability too, because I think this is a movie that you're going to enjoy more if you're stoned. Um, yeah, so I yeah. want eight, eight and a half. 
damn let's do that i'm with that honestly because like you said this is the one change. where if, if i'm yeah if i'm sober and watching that like i'll get a chuckle now and then but it's not something even really that's going to keep my attention because other than and this is not to say that i don't think the cast did a great job because i think they did a really good job of making these other 100%. tertiary and secondary characters unlikable <laughs> very um so I, you have to respect that, but I think that because of that, I I don't enjoy it always. I like I find movies and shows where like I don't enjoy the characters so hard to watch. Well, yeah, that's a big part of like character development is such a big part of movie making. Like I think that's why some of these big name directors. I think that's why they're really great. Other than like they they choose like cool topics to to film and they represent that topic really well. Like that's part of it. But yeah. the character development is so important, right? Because even, like you can talk about a movie like this or let's you know, you talk about a movie like Oppenheimer, right? Developing the character Oppenheimer, right, is crazy the way it's done is crazy and it's super important but then all the surrounding characters are also important because you right. have to be and like, huge and like yeah and that's why christopher nolan is so great like that's a big part of his formula mm-hmm. and it's in movies in general it's a huge part of the formula of how the audience receives it which is probably why the critics gave these two movies higher scores right especially this one because the character development is super good yeah so but it just it happens to backfire because you just don't like the characters for most of the, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's hard because the character development comes kind of abruptly in the third act where it's like, yeah, none of them. They're like kind of sweet to him at first, but he becomes a nuisance. Yeah. And then like, they're just like anti Ned. And then like all of a sudden when he goes back to jail, they're, they're like, like, Oh my oh, God, he's actually nice. And we feel we should all for, live. We should all live the way Ned yeah lives. like oh gee like and it's like wait a second you, you were just, just shitty and like you took advantage of him to because he was nice to someone and they opened up and you took advantage for your own gain you know what i yeah. mean and like i don't know they're just so not nice to him i don't know just because he tells the truth all the time but uh, but the jokes hit better and the story you can put up with that more because the story is more enjoyable yeah. If you're stoned. If you're stoned. All right. So that we'll give it an 8.5 for smokeability. So that brings it up to a 5.7 as its final score, which nice. again, considering that for the other three categories, it didn't break 5.1. That's a pretty big swing to bring it up to close to a six. Yeah. So, all right. That makes I sense. Mean, yeah, so smokeability, baby. a seven for wanderlust and a 5.7 for our idiot brother. Good kind of scores that I definitely agree with. I think for both yeah. movies. So um, again, and, then in- and again, I like you said you rewatch and like our idiot brother. I actually really enjoyed it this time. It doesn't mean we didn't enjoy the movie. Yeah, as no. a matter of fact, the smokeability of that, I would argue, it's a better movie to watch. Well, maybe not a better movie to watch Stone because Wanderlust is also hilarious. Stone, right? But like, yeah. As far as like, if you're looking for a movie that's enhanced by weed, this is it. Already a brother is it, right? Like that's kind of what yeah. we're doing here. I mean, just smokeability. The eight point five is like one of the higher scores we've given out, right? Like, yeah, I think the highest we've given is an eight point seven. Wow, I think that feels weird. 
It does feel weird, but again, well, no, I take that back. We have a nine. Mario, Isle of Dogs. Oh, that was I and mean, Super Mario Brothers it, and Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. yeah, both have nines, which makes sense because those movies get so good high <laughs> because yeah. of the visuals. Because of the visies, the visies. All right, that wraps it up. Those are the two movies. Um, we're I think. What we're doing actually for this is this is a two-parter tribute to Paul Rudd. So we're going to do another because we two love him movies. So much. We we want to express our love and we couldn't do it in one episode. So we're <laughs> going to do another one with two new movies next week. So be sure to tune in for that so you can see how those ones do. Um and yeah, I think normally we do a would you rather which we will continue to do but for today since it's you know the new year and a lot of people are thinking about how they want to approach the year what they want to accomplish all those kind of good things we're just gonna share what we want to try to achieve for this uh podcast for this year uh and i can start it off i think for me is one uh for the podcast in general i want to i want to develop more ways of reaching out to the audience and and hopefully with that grows the audience but i want to do more content on instagram maybe we put polls out there things like that so i definitely want that for all of you because i want to keep trying to up our game of how we get audience involvement we've done it in 2023 with having guests on uh, people picking top or categories for us. So it's already started. So we'll, we'll keep going with that, do even more. Um, and then my second one is probably just for as most of, well, I don't know if most of you know, but I think we've mentioned that this particular podcast, High Expectations, is what we're putting it under our kind of production umbrella, which we've called Combat Cold Cuts. Um, and I think. For the, by the end of this year, combat cold cuts. Whoa! I would like to get one more show under our umbrella. So whether that is something that we're directly involved in, I mean, high expectations is going to be our bread and butter and what we put a lot, most of our time into. But maybe bringing on somebody else that has a good podcast idea that they're going to run for everyone and kind of put it under this umbrella of what we're trying to put together in terms of a what content as a whole we're trying to put out there. So that those would be two things that I would love to accomplish for this podcast and our kind of production ideas for 2024. Nice, man. I think those are, are good goals. What was your, what was specific for the pod putting more content out? Just like more modes of content. So like, obviously we're going to keep doing these episodes every week or as often as we can. I want to, you know, we, we put more out a video more, yeah, we put out a video for the first time, hopefully put more of those together. Again, I want to put more out there for, you know, weed related content, but uh, even movie content, stuff like that. So again, want to just get more out there for everybody. And like we said, contact people in different modes other than just our great podcast episodes. <laughs> Fair. I mean, I think mine's specific to uh, growing the audience. I would love to hit like a specific number. Um, I don't know what <laughs> what's a reasonable or like a number of views. You know what I mean? I don't know what a reasonable 
So where are we at? Where would you say we're at right now? Like, what does it average out to like views per episode? Does it give you those numbers? Like what it says right now, it's like play is uh, 11 plays per episode. Also, uh, just talking back on what we talked about before it, it is for the plays are all time over across all platforms. So it's 730. Okay, seven, 730 total. Well, again, we appreciate all 730 of those. Um, and that's what, like half a year? Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe we tried 2, it. 2,000 plays across yeah. platforms. I mean, I would love to get to the point, like maybe we, so we, what'd you say, 11 listens per episode? Yeah. <sighs> maybe we try to double it. 20, 20 plays per episode. Yeah, like 20, 25 plays, 25 per, episode. plays per episode. I feel like that's yeah. like a reasonable... I'm going to say 2,000 plays overall, or which would be about... Well, I guess depends on how many episodes we put out this year. 52-ish. Right. Yeah. Well, we can do it. So, so I'm going to say... Then I'm going to say 2,000 plays overall, which gives right. us about 1,300 plays to... A little less than 1,300 plays to hit this year. All right, everyone. You've heard our goals... Keep repping, up, repping us as much as you can. Again, we're, we're going to put more content out there. Just keep spreading the word. Hopefully spread you all word, enjoy spread it. Spread the love. Tell spread your friends. the love. Tell your um, bosses. As always, our shout-outs at the barbers. end for everybody and everything that we use to make this go. Squadcast is what we use to record this. It's an online platform. Super easy to use. Super fun. Check it out. As I mentioned before our good friend Vince Sasso, huge shout out to him. He should be a guest soon. Uh, coming yeah, up episodes. Soon. Uh, also huge shout out to the Vince Sasso trio, which is his band. Vince also wrote our musical interludes that you hear throughout the episode. So huge shout out to him. Uh, great artist, uh, podcasts, what Dilo uses to edit it. Again, I've heard nothing but good things from him and it really is a very, uh, intuitive tool to use so it makes it very straightforward for editing our podcasts so uh, great product if you want to check it out all of our dispensaries that we visit have visited uh the kushri and lake forest park have a heart in greenwood dockside cannabis and ballard are three of the main ones we appreciate you uh if you want to contact us again like we said we want to get more involved with you and get you guys more involved with the episodes uh, you can contact us at podcast.highexpectations at gmail dot com <laughs> um you can message us on instagram at high dot expectations dot pod give us categories give us feedback give us show ideas give us you know if you hear of any partnerships we could form we'd love to do that too now if you're thinking about doing a podcast or already do one and you want to get under our umbrella definitely reach out to us and we can set under up some time to talk umbrella, ella, uh, ella, a, yeah. a, a, sorry no but you can i mean Give us kudos, give us love, give us hate, whatever you got. We just want to communicate. That's about it. So, happy 2024, everybody. Yeah, welcome it, to the new year, folks. Hope it's a good one. We're excited for it. High Expectations is excited for it. So, keep tuning in. As always, be kind and stay Stay weird. weird.